And welcome everybody back to another episode of the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Jigsaw-Cotillo, joined by my co-host, Mr. Dave Dixon. John Coker is out tonight because he stubbed his toe on his bedroom dresser. I'm not even going to ask why or how, but whatever, he's on bed rest. But tonight we got a guest. Uh, you know, you, you might recognize his voice from the A2D radio show. He's Mike Mataraki. Mike, thanks for coming in, buddy. Listen, man, uh, first off, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. But i got to lay the groundwork for this right now. <laughs> I cannot call you Jigsaw. Why it, not? Because it reminds me of a horror movie character. That's what it is. And I hate it. I hate it. I love you to death. <laughs> I love you to death. I cannot call you Jigsaw. I will call you Tony. I will call you Mr. Cotillo. I will call you the Almighty. I'll call you no, whatever you want. But no I will, Almighty. I will not call you Jigsaw. Almighty's only for my wife. But <laughs> that, that. <laughs> but I get killed for the Jigsaw name. I get killed for And Sean gave me the Jigsaw name. And I actually dig it. And then people are like, I can't take anybody seriously. Who's it? But they don't even know where it derives from. Like, they don't understand the reason why they call me Jigsaw is because I just tear shit up. Like, I just get everybody all nuts. Well, yeah, you're a walking right. horror movie. Right. <laughs> I can't do it. It gives me nightmares. Uh, what horror movie is that? Anyway, Saul? Yeah. Is it Saul? Yeah. See, I'm not a good... I, I'm a Michael Myers guy. Yeah. I don't watch Saul. Do you so, watch Saul? See, I'm a Jason Voorhees guy. Right, see? Uh, ah. kill, kill, Jigsaw kill. is ah. kind of creepy stuff, dude. It, it, that guy does a lot Well, of, I don't do that kind of Jigsaw stuff. Yeah, he does a lot of... That's why people are upset with that name. <laughs> I just have questions about anybody that calls themselves by their nickname. Yeah? And I, I'm lying. Of course not. <laughs> people call me Smalls all the time. Bit, well, and, at, and obvious for obvious reasons, right? At Big Mikey Smalls. There I mean, you there go. you go, right? I don't know if it's your notorious B.I.G. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> but now, listen, we got a lot to cover, which is great. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming oh, on. I'm thrilled to be oh, here tonight. Man, it's great, man, because uh, you got to yell like John. You're already yelling like John, which is great. <laughs> I think last week, Dave, I think I, it was the first week I made me and John were like screaming at each other. That's never really happened. Uh, he was really, really passionate about Doug Peterson. Well, Which is odd. He gets people's uh, anger up. Yeah, he's I mean? a Mike Tomlin guy. I don't. I, I don't understand. All of a sudden, I start hating on Doug. He was killing me for it. It's not hating on Doug when it's telling the truth, though. That's. Uh, I'm. I'm still a Doug hater. I'm sorry. I always will be. But whatever. Why? Wait, wait, why are you a Doug hater? Ah, man, Dave wanted me to. What did you want me to pull out my my apology back? Because I, I wrote an apology to Doug mm-hmm. after the one the Super Bowl right. because I killed him for years. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's no secret. I don't know if you've ever seen the Facebook page Fire Howie Roseman. Right. Uh, I, I'm a part of that. Okay. Okay. And we changed the name concurrently, and I it's like Fire Doug Peterson. I just don't like Doug. I just watch him, and I just don't think he's the guy. I just don't see it. Did you ever see the, the locker room speeches afterwards? They are the worst speeches I've ever heard. If I walked in a locker room and said, all right, guys, yeah, we did good. Uh, stuck together. Like, what is that? I immediately have questions about you because you hating Doug tells me that you don't like ice cream. I love. And if I, you don't like ice cream, because you know what? I got like some ice cream ice. for you. I like water ice. Got some ice cream for you. <laughs> Yeah, right? Exactly. Who does that? Dude, to me, he's like the new and improved Andy Reid. Yeah, he's he's Andy Reid who can manage a clock. See, I, and he's more aggressive with his play calling. Maybe it's me. It comes from the jigsaw name, but I want fire. I want a guy's getting somebody's you ass. Wanna, you want to cut somebody Yeah, up. man. I, so you know what here, I mean? Here's what I said to him, Mike. Doug Doug Peterson, whatever you say, and, and I'm okay. I've been on, on air on show saying, 
his faults. But Doug has proven that with the right recipe around him, he can make it work. He's he's not the greatest play caller. He's not the greatest motivational speaker. But what he is is a, a, a very good leader of men. And his players, the lack there of players, <laughs> have, have proven that they Thank don't you. quit. They don't quit. Thank you, Howie. Thank I, you, Howie. You know what? That... <laughs> That may be one of the best explanations that I've heard, that he is a leader of men because of men. It, this team never quits on him. They don't. I mean, since the day he started, they've never quit on him. That is true. I, I, I'll give him I still don't so like him. Just, just like, <laughs> but listen, I, 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 you know, I, I if we change the name to, to you change the name to Schwartz, then, then you'll see a little bit of anger come out because I cannot stand Jim Schwartz. No. I cannot stand his, his face on the sideline. Drives me up a wall. I cannot. Stand. He's stern, man. He's he's into the game. Don't don't you dare stick up for him. He is. I don't care. Dave Stoic. Hates, you can call it whatever face you he want. Hates Schwartz. Put him in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Put him in the bathroom. Put him in the bathroom. I don't want right. to see that face on my <laughs> sideline while I'm watching a That's football right. game. That's right. Put him in the bathroom. That's right. Poor Jim. Poor, Poor Jim. Jim. Nothing, man. Jim, like, listen. He shot the Redskins out in the second half. What do you want from him? <laughs> Look. I, I, Oh, I'll tell you what, though. I, I met Schwartz once. He was a really good dude. I like the dude. He was I a don't good have dude. a problem with him. Come on, man. You, I, I don't. I, I think you're just killing him for no reason, man. You're crazy. He should have been fired 500 yards against the Patriots. He should have been fired <laughs> immediately the next day. They won the Super Bowl. Who cares? How do you fi- – listen, I can't get on the dog hate tonight. I just can't. Well, I, we're I, talking I, about I, Schwartz there for but, a but, 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 but can we finally – Put the Carson talk mm. to rest. The Carson hate. The Nick Foles truthers out there. Mm. The people that want Carson to be perfect. Mm. Can we finally put that to rest? This is your guy. This isn't Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, right? This is Carson Wentz. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm sorry. If you don't think that, you're re- you're ridiculous. I-, I don't understand it. And he's not going to – listen, That two, those two throws, does anyone – who else makes those throws? Maybe Russell Wilson. Maybe. Right? I don't know if Aaron Rodgers still makes that throw. Well, let's say the elite quarterbacks make that throw. I don't I, think Drew Brees makes that throw. I, I, oh, I yeah, give you, I give you three. I give you three. Seriously, I give, I'll give you three. Well, how about – I think we got to do two different throws, though, because I think Drew Brees can make the Greg Ward throw, but I don't think Drew Brees makes the Miles Sanders throw. No, no. Right? The Miles Sanders – So, the Miles Sanders throw. Let's start with that the, one. The Miles Sanders throw – Who to, else makes to, that? To me, you have Pat Mahomes. I'll give you that. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yep. And you get Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson can make that throw. He's See, got legs and, and a rocket ship. But, it's but I don't know. I don't know that Deshaun Watson is that accurate. Yeah, that's the problem. That would be a name that that Lamar Jackson does it. Lamar Jackson's got thirty three touchdowns. I think, I think faced right? with that same play, Lamar Jackson runs for a first down and gets out of bounds. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I, he makes the throw at all. Thirty three touchdown throws. Oh, right? I, I understand that, and I'm not saying you're wrong. He does yeah. have a cannon for an arm. I just think in that situation, he's not making that throw. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's here's what the deal is. Our quarterback can make it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys that you named are all awesome quarterbacks. The guys that can throw, and, and you said something interesting, as accurate. Deshaun Watson, to me, Deshaun Watson, he's a phenomenal talent. He's like a, he's pretty close. If he gets more pieces around, if he gets a running game, he's like the Michael Jordan, possibly, of the NFL, in my opinion. I like that. Um but how many more pieces do you want? You guys, one no of the running, best receivers in the, no in the national game. football league. No running league. game, and he gets killed. Actually, no, they do have a running Deshaun game. Deshaun Watson gets Carlos killed. Hyde, Carlos Hyde has, has run the ball well out there this year. Their he's he's going to go for 1,000 yards yeah. this year. Their offensive line is, is not good, and Deshaun gets beat up a lot. He does, but some of them are bad decisions on his part as well. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree there. Well, let, let's play the game for a second yeah. here, though, if I may. Yeah. So, if you have 
wide receivers of DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, stay healthy. <laughs> Kiki Kuti, and Kenny Stills. It's Kenny Stills. Who are you taking, Wentz or Watson? I'm going to take Wentz. Okay, there you go. Now, uh, let's go to Kansas City for a minute. You say you have Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman. You taking Wentz or Mahomes? I'm taking Mahomes. You're taking Mahomes, but it's probably pretty close. It, it's still close. It's still close. Let, it absolutely is. Yeah, I would love to give Wentz a shot with those tools, wouldn't you? Yeah, but wouldn't I mean, you like to see, wouldn't absolutely. you like to see our guy oh, yeah, just, with with those type of tools around It was just him? like when we wanted right. to see McNabb with T.O. I right. mean, for yeah. all those years when he did right. receive exactly. right? I, I mean, I won't bore you by going no, on to other teams. No, but no, I mean, it's that, the truth. It's, it's the thing, as I'm saying, is that yeah. you see people all the time, especially this week with the Cowboys coming up, people all the time say, could you imagine Wentz with the Cowboys' weapons? Yep. He'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. If he if he had Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, mm-hmm. a competent tight end, and a top five running back in the NFL, and Zeke, and, yeah, 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 he'd and be that, sick. Uh, he'd be yeah, absolutely yeah, he, sick. He really and, and we don't. You notice we've gotten away from the RPOs a, a lot, right? It, that was a Foles thing. I, I, I guess. But, but, but you know here's what, I mean? what I'm telling you: with if you add Zeke into your offense. You you can run RPOs again because Absolutely. that sinks every everybody has to respect that and that just makes your quarterback that much more effective. So I I, I just had an argument and work with the kids and work the younger the kids the, the young, millennials yeah the younger generation that tell me <laughs> you damn kids get off my lawn <laughs> millennials ATM yeah. Uh, well, so, uh, I talk about. <laughs> I gotta go tap the Mac. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop it over there. I'm just saying. So Amari Cooper, they're right. like the one kid's like a, Cooper stinks. I'm like what? I said he's better. Tell me a receiver that's better than Cooper on the Eagles right now. There's not. Zero. Please, uh, please tell me you're matching somebody. He didn't. He okay. could. You can't. There's no worry. But my my point to to piggyback off what you're saying, Mike, is this goes back to conversations of how Howie dropped the ball. And off the air, I said to Tony before you got here, I was saying here again, we we crawled, we struggled, climbed the mountain, and we're still in this thing. And this falls back on, you didn't give me enough tools, Howie. Mm-hmm. This goes back to you didn't give – Doug Peterson can go to the owner and say, I brought us here. I'm, we're still – we still have everything in front of us that we sought out in the beginning of the year. They can still win a division, and we can still make the playoffs. And you gave me zero tools. I have a, I have a bench receiver and a bench running back. A practice squad receiver. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah. No, no, I hear you. I'm, t- I'm just saying it's crazy. And they're starters on my team. And no defensive line. Zero. Right. There's two guys that they could have gotten at the trade deadline. They yep. And they could have gotten both of them. Yeah, give them to me, Mike, because me and, and they were and, freaking out. And they wouldn't have cost a whole hell of a lot. Who are they? Robbie Anderson and Devontae Parker. Uh, I would add Jadavion Clowney to that mix. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking oh, just, just wide talking receivers. receivers. Okay. Just receivers. Okay. They could have gotten Robbie Anderson nothing. and Devontae Parker for fourth, fifth round draft picks. Ridiculous. We could have had Parker last year, too. Oh, yeah. Same well, situation. but here, here's the thing. is I yep. wouldn't have touched him last year. Right. But he came back, and he proved himself this year. <clears throat> and, and now you see well, Miami just signed him to a, what was it, four, a four-year extension. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Absolutely. It was one of those things where Miami was either going to get something for him or they were going to have to give the extension. But Robbie Anderson was the perfect receiver for this offense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He would have been perfect for this offense. And, and, and we just did. You're told we're protecting picks. What the hell are we protecting picks for? Why? Why? Would I don't we do understand that? it. Tell tell me the past practice of why we should 
we should protect picks in, right. in this organization. That's what I don't understand. I, I, I get the, the logic of, you know, you have guys that are going to get paid, right? You have the big cards, a contract. You know, Fletcher Cox contract, we'll, we'll get to him a little later. Okay, you have a lot of big contracts, Elaine Johnson, Brandon Brooks, big price tag, so you need young generational talent that's affordable. I get that. Well, but, you guys right? you need late-round draft picks right. that you can sign on the cheap. Right, but you need to be able to pick those guys too, which we can't do. Mike just picked two guys that are still on rookie deals. No, right. Absolutely. You, you could have had those guys at, at, at zero, not zero cost, but low budget. Lower round draft picks. Yeah. And mind you, lower round draft picks that you just got back because you cut LJ Fort and Andrew Zendejo. Doesn't that kill you? I don't mind Zendejo. I, I was going to say, I don't mind Zendejo. Yeah, because he made some bonehead plays But LJ here. Fort is playing really yes. well for Baltimore. And they signed him to an extension out there. So, here you go. And your we have no short, line. We have Nate Gary shorts, out there. Your, Nathan Gary. Really? Your buddy Schwartz, <laughs> right? The Schwartz, the Schwartz. So he he is in absolute control of all the uh, all the parts on that defense. They hand the wheel over to him mm-hmm. and say, "Go ahead and drive his car however you want." You're, you're responsible for picking uh, the the free agents and who you want on and off this roster. That's a perfect example of he's not good enough. He's not good enough. And and I believe that our talent, whatever you may think of it. This goes back to coaching. I believe that he puts those guys in positions not to be successful. I don't think I don't think he's doing a good enough job to put these guys in in the right position. Booger, everybody makes fun of Booger. Booger said something a couple nights ago when we were playing the Giants about the press coverage. Yeah, about why we're why are we playing six yards off the ball when you're playing a quarterback that's going to be get the ball off in three seconds, two point whatever seconds that Eli gets the ball. You should be up. Covering them tight and giving your athletes a chance to make a play. And Schwartz doesn't do that. May I? Yeah, man. This is why Booger is dumb as hell. (laughs) Because in the first half when they were playing press coverage, Darius Slayton was running right by guys. Another guy we could have had, by the way. And he he had over 100 yards receiving in the first half. Second half, they backed off that press coverage a little bit. And all of a sudden, Eli became a mere mortal again. Eli. But to your point, Booger does raise an interesting question as to why does Schwartz do some of the things that he does. Yeah. And it's He has a know, philosophy. I mean yeah, he, he does. And he sticks with it. I mean that's what it's got on where he was, right? It's got on to where he is now. So Listen, every defensive coordinator has their own philosophy, right? Donji had that Tampa 2 out there all the time, right? He, he created that. So he wasn't going to go away from that because then in his mind, it works. And we, we, right? had, we had a Sidney Jones sighting last week. No, no, two weeks in a row. <laughs> he made a big play against the Giants. And then he made a big, I mean, it, like, I'm giving up on Sidney Jones. Second, I, second round pick? I, you know, a second round pick, I don't think we should. It could have been Dalvin Cook, could have been Dalvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. And we well, you, get into that all day, right? You, you know my theory on the Washington guy, so I, I have to share this over Go here. Go ahead, man. So, between Markel Fultz, oh. Sidney Jones, I never, ever want another University <laughs> of Washington athlete never. drafted into this city ever again. Well, you got one. Matisse Thibel. Well,. I think that's a little little bit of a different story. Matisse Thibel wasn't supposed to come in and be like yeah. the the savior, the man, the man. Yeah. Yeah. But Thank yeah, you. just you know. Yeah, no, nah, those picks. Well, let, let me tell soft. you something. Ugh. When you pick soft a D back that's coming off an Achilles injury and he backpedals for a living, and you pick him in the second round. What? Yeah, uh, it, well, that was the first thing. The second part was I didn't really like Mike just. I didn't realize how soft the guy was. Oh my! I mean, Lord. he wants no part attack on somebody. No. He doesn't. So, I mean, I don't know if that changes or what, but but listen, 
we talked about the receivers, and you know, we we've been on Schwartz and and Peterson. They're not going to change. We're going into Dallas week. It is what it is, and and this is probably uh, what what did Cal and Calhurt say? Did he did he get mad? At, he got mad at somebody for saying that this was a career game for Wentz, probably the be, the biggest game of his career. Which I think it is. I mean, why isn't it? Yeah. I, I, because this is a chance for him to get the playoffs, right? This is our playoff game for him, though. He's never been to the playoffs, right? So this is his chance. This is, I mean, to me, this is his. This is his. Uh, how do I say it? His chance to to bash the Nick Fall haters or mm-hmm. truthers and say I can get to the playoffs too. Right, but here's the thing, and you're not wrong. Uh, you know, but it, it it's one of those things that basically ever since they lost to Miami, every next oh. game. Becomes, becomes the biggest big. game of Carson's career. For me personally, I go back to that Rams game where he got hurt mm. because that's the game that they need to win to secure home field throughout on the Super Bowl run. The last play that he had that season that was, a- was a touchdown pass on one leg. Insane. And he basically said, okay. I'm setting the table for you guys for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Go eat. And all Foles had to do was dish it out for four oh, games. Listen, I'm all I'm all about that. Theory. And I'm not a Nick Foles hater. I'm not a hater, but I'm not a believer. But if that makes sense, it makes perfect sense because because <laughs> to me, if they didn't have Nick Foles, Nate Sudfeld could have come damn close to doing what Foles did. It's almost like when Andy Reid would bring in guys like Coy Detmer and AJ Feely was like. Well, no matter who this guy brings in, you know Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Merry Christmas, right? Philadelphia. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, anybody could have ran that offense. So, but listen, I don't want to. I don't want to take anything away from Nick. He was Super Bowl MVP. So I don't understand why he has a trophy here, but that's for another day. Um, when we talk about the receivers, I, w- I, I want to ask you guys. Obviously, Alshon. That that's a big injury, and you know he's committed fully guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. For a guy who's probably not going to play next year, and if he does, he's not going to be the same guy. Nelly's gone. I, you know, nine point two million dollars. Know that? Do the Eagles go after a big time wide receiver? And you know, whether it be an AJ Green if he's not franchise tagged, whether it be an Odell Beckham Jr. if he's you know offered in, in, in through a trade, do they go after some guy or do they go like mid tier guys, kind of like what Buffalo did? And they sign a, a John Brown and a Cole Beasley, and they try to draft a guy pretty high. I mean, they're going to have to do something here, aren't they, to rebuild this wide receiving court? Absolutely. Deshaun Jackson's on contract too. Yeah, he is, we but he's money not. Year. Well, he's a cap hit, right? But you never know what they're thinking out there. I mean, you know, who knows? He it, might be able to play though. He could. You don't. You don't know. But either way, I mean, who else do you have? Show me Jerry Judy. Just just, just get up into the top 15 of the draft and go you get him. Can they do that, though? Maybe the most polished college receiver I've ever seen. But are, but are Better you, than Julio coming out. So you think he could come in and make that much of an impact I if do. they want? I, I, I feel like Jerry Judy, if they can get up to get him, and they will probably have to move up to get him, mm. I, I, I feel like, honestly, he, he's probably the most college polished College receiver I've ever seen. Who's number two, Lamb? Close, yeah. I mean, so you get one of the. I, I, I still, I'm a different guy. I mean, I want. I, I'm going after Beckham. I'm, I mean, I'm going after ODB. It's great. Or OBJ. I said ODB because I'm thinking of Wu Tang. It's, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's great if you can get him. I mean, if you could get him for a relatively low package, why not get him? I need him for two years. That's what I need. The window is here, right? I mean, I, I think that he comes in here just like Terrell Owen. I like Beckham, but my my. Question is, every stop he's been at is a problem. Well, he's been at two, right? 
So, so you had the New York issue, which we, it's hard to get inside that, right? Yeah. I, I this year's a wash to me because Cleveland's a disgrace. Yeah. Freddie Kitchens isn't a head coach. That yeah. team is is just uh, it's a joke. So I, I don't I don't believe in any kind of culture change on that team. I don't believe in any of that. So I'm not so looking at that free, at all. You give him a free I pass. give him a free pass this year. I, I don't I can't get inside what was going on in New York. You know, do I trust Pat Shermer being a you know he's going to get fired right? He's going to be gone. So we we know that. So I, I mean, this is a guy who's kind of been used. You know, we see what he what what he can do when he's at a hundred percent. We see what he can do. When his head is in the game. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent. Uh, he's a generational talent. Yeah, he is. Uh, if you have the attitude as if if he's going to cause a problem, we'll be like the Patriots and just get rid of him. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm okay with bringing in. I, I loved when Terrell Owens when he came here. Instant, I, instant excitement. Right, and then the following year, I was one of the guys that said, "Get rid of McNabb, keep Owens." Yeah, that's where I was. That and that's the thing. I mean, you know, and and, and you look at that. I think that could be this kind of scenario where it, this is what you need. You you know, you draft a guy. You know, like like Mike saying, if if you can get up there at fifteen, or you or you get a guy like Lamb. I mean, I, who who knows? I I just don't trust this team to draft the right guy. Well, so that's what that's comes. That's back what to bothers me. And what did I say to you before? There's, you only need to look at two schools for wide receivers. You only need to look at two schools if you're if you're in need of the one team. Alabama has six of them. They 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 run that deep. I mean, now obviously one's better than the other, but they have an LSU. They have receivers that you know. Are, are draftable, you know, that will produce right away. Um, I don't know. I, I Alshon injury is going to be a problem. That's a and, tough and one, you're man. Not, and and Nelly, you're you're not bringing him back, right? No, well, you franchise him this year, so you're not bringing him back. You yeah. gave him a one year tender. And if you look at the list of guys that are free agents after this year, it's slim pickings, mm-hmm. right? I mean, exactly. I, I'm who's here, your top guy right now? I, I mean. To me, right now, the top guy is AJ Green, who hasn't played a snap this year, and he may not be a free agent. And, because he, and he may not. They be. could tag him. But I mean, let, so let me. I'll just run this real quick. Oh, here we go. I want to see these names. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, Demir Bird. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, who's a hundred years old. Yeah, I love Larry, but come on, Larry. Farrow Cooper, Justin Hardy. Chris Moore, DeAnthony Thomas, Seth Roberts, Jesus, Isaiah McKenzie, Chris Hogan. That's my pickup basketball team down to rec. <laughs> AJ Fox Green, represent. Richard Higgins, Amari Cooper, which you know he's not getting yeah, out of Dallas. Exactly. Randall Cobb, Tavon Austin, Danny Amendola, Jermaine Curse, Geronimo Allison, Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, Devin Funches. Marcus Johnson, who was already here once. Who was here, we let him go, and he's playing yeah. really good for uh, Keelan, Frank Reich. Okay, Keelan Cole. I like Keelan Cole. It's a name Cole. I don't hate. And then there's another name, Demarcus Robinson, that I don't hate. I like Demarcus Robinson. But after that, Dontrell Inman, <sighs> Jeremy Davis, Travis Benjamin, JoJo Natson, Mike Travis Thomas. Travis Benjamin's still playing? Ricardo Lewis, Josh Doxson. I'd rather, I'd rather take our first and second round yeah. picks and, and, and draft well, right La- Laquan Treadwell. I mean, come but on. A guy who's never – first round. he's a foreign first round pick. Yeah, I mean, Matthew Slater, Philip Dorsett, Austin Carr, the other Justin Hardy. They're like four or five guys. Ted Ginn Jr., who's like 900 years yeah, old. Yeah, Ted Ginn. Wow. Benny Fowler, Cody Core, Cody Latimer, Corey Coleman. Actually, Corey Coleman I don't hate. Yeah, he got hurt again, right? Yeah. Russell Shepard. I mean, then, okay, 
Demarius Thomas and Robbie Anderson. See, they're they're the interesting names. Yeah, I think Robbie Anderson will be a free and, agent, and I think Demarius Thomas could actually bounce back. I think Robbie Anderson will probably that, that's the guy. Well, I think he'll he'll get a lot of. He's going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be a lot of suitors for him. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, he, da- he, David Moore, Jerron Brown is Jer- David Moore. Seattle. Seattle. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously Aguilar's on here. Um, actually, there's are there are two names towards the bottom of the list. They're intriguing. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. Which if San we should have Fran- traded for. Who we should have traded for. Absolutely. If San Fran doesn't re-sign him. And the uh, the one that I will give the nod to you on, Uh-oh. sir, Brashad Perriman. Right? No, Brashad Perriman. You know I'm always giving me the nod. You know, listen, Jigsaw doesn't always get it right, okay? You, no, so, so now you're using Jigsaw in the right, third person. Right. Yeah, Jigsaw doesn't always get it Jesus right. Jesus right. Christ. But I carved up a nice little pick for uh, Fox Sports Gambler the other day. Car- I, carved up? Right, I carved you, you, right, you like you that? You chop it up, <laughs> carved it up. <laughs> I threw right that Jigsaw-ism right at you, right? Uh, that you got to watch how you say Jigsaw-ism. Whoa. Right? I'm just saying. Got to be careful with Easy that. There. FCC rules. But, uh... Yeah, listen. That that's not. I'm not. I'm not overly excited about that list, and, and no. that just shows you. How can you be? That just shows you what's going to happen it's now. Not a very deep no, pool. It's not, and and we, we, something seriously has to be done. And I, you know, we'll see. I, I just don't have no. After all these bad picks, it's hard for me to fit, have faith in Howie. It really is. I, you know, something something's got to be done. Uh, you know, and when do we ever do we ever focus on Joe Douglas? Because. Uh, you talk, Joe Douglas was supposed to be the guy to get us all these players. Should not get a free pass. And I think he does. Nobody talks about him. He went, He goes to New York. I think he went to New York and said, man, I'm looking at these guys. <laughs> maybe, well, but maybe now, I need to get out of Right, here. but here's the thing. I'll play devil's advocate on this. I actually am kind of curious to see what how he does with his first draft without Joe Douglas. Yeah. Because maybe Joe Douglas is the one getting us all this crap. I mean, it started in 17, right? 2017 was probably well, that that draft was horrendous. That was a Sidney Jones draft. That was a Derek Barnett draft, right? Um, Donnell Pumphrey, uh, don't, the, 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 uh, Shelton Gibson. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is bad, bad, I, bad, I, bad, I, bad, I, bad. I was I was such a Russell Douglas guy too, and uh, well, he was a local guy. I mean, it's hard, right? I mean, West Virginia. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. but like yeah, but in the tri-state, I still think that but, kid can play, man. I actually do. I think he can play too, but I think he's. I think he's miscast as an outside corner. Yeah, he might be better off with the free safety. I think he's yeah, he's either a slot or a safety. Every time I watch him at thirty two, I you know it brings me back memories of of uh, Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis. There you mm-hmm. go. All right, it, it just it just brings back memories. And speaking of memories, I I I it's all about the running back situation and and you know the the world's longest stinger in Jordan Howard who won't be back again this week. Him and Van. Uh, Vanderash both had stingers like around the same time, and they both can't get back on the field. Mm-hmm. So whatever that case may be, but Miles Sanders has a coming out party, right? Mm-hmm. Now the last three weeks, he's he, he's starting to get the rock. Obviously, yeah. JJ has got no legs, and he can't play, right? Boston Scott, you see if he gets overly used, he's going to fumble the ball. He's too small. He's a a five to seven play game guy. That's it, gadget guy. Can Miles Sanders be a feature back? I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who he reminds me of. I watch him. I don't want to hear LaShawn McCoy. Don't want to hear Brian Westbrook. He reminds me of a, a Jamal Charles kind of back. Uh, you know, he just just the way he runs. I I think he has that ability. Do you think he could be? And do you think Doug will ever make him 
a feature guy in this offense where he gets the ball consistently 20 times per game. Well, I was I was going to say, what's your definition right. of a feature so back? So I say 20 times. In 2020. I say 20 times. Is that carries or touches? I, I say that's, that's uh, I'll say 23 touches. 19 to 20 carries and like three or four. So say 24 tops. That's that's a lot of carries. That's a lot of touches. Right? That's a featured back, definitely, yes. Can, can he be that in his offense? What do you think? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Because Penn State, he didn't get the ball that much. So he has the legs for it, I would say. He backed up He backed up Saquon. You know, he had one year where he was the featured guy. And so he came in there as a blue chipper. Actually, he was rated mm-hmm. higher than Saquon. So... His pedigree, if you will, is that of a featured back. You want to talk about somebody? How about Le'Veon Bell type of player? There's another one. Um, that's that's what his body type is like. Um, and I hope so. But I, see, I'm, I'm hoping that he is. But I want to piggyback on that because you bring up a really interesting point in that this guy is a stud coming out of college, but he doesn't have four years of college wear and tear on him. No. He's basically got about a year and a half. Fresh. Yeah, he's fresh. He's a lot fresher in, you know, at the end of year one than a lot of other rookies. And the thing that you haven't heard about him this year is he hasn't hit that so-called rookie, rookie wall. wall. Yep. Mm-hmm. To me, if he stays healthy, he's a 20-carry, 5-catch-a-game guy. And I, I do feel like he can be a feature back in this offense. I agree. But I feel like they do have to use him selectively in the passing game, similar to the way the Jets and the Steelers used to use Le'Veon Bell, where not every throw to him can be a screen where he's got to navigate the waters as if he's a running back, you know, or or running the ball, I should gotcha. say. Yeah. They got to split him out wide, which is what they were doing a lot of early yep. in the season. I hope they do because yep. he can when, do it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because if you look at the way the Jets now use Le'Veon, the way the Giants use Saquon, you know, the way the Steelers used to use Le'Veon, teams are actually covering them with a corner or a safety, yeah, they or have, yep. or they're rolling the linebacker out there, but they're giving him safety help over the top, which. If you have two tight ends like Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, middle of the field, it, o- it opens up the entire middle of the field. Yes. So if they use him the right way in the pass game, there's not a doubt in my mind he can handle 20 carries. I'm, I'm with you. We just need Doug to give it to him. That's the problem. And, and you know, there's that that magical stat that every time the Eagles have a running back carry the ball 20 times or more, oh God. the win percentage is like off the charts. Well, what's how come, funny how is come we all know that sitting in this basement. So what's funny is he hasn't hit he hasn't hit 20 yet. Last week he was at 19. The week before he was at 17. Week before that he was at 18. So they're they're keeping him right there, man. I mean, they're keeping it's him like right Doug, there. It's like Doug's allergic yeah, to you, it. You oh know it. Gosh. You know it. It's absolutely right. But but, but that's that part that's part of his pedigree, though, because if you go back and you look at Andy, oh. Brian Westbrook never got more no, than twenty he, in a game. No, he didn't. And and when they had the the three headed monster of Westbrook, Deuce, and Carell Buckhalter, Buckhalter, Deuce Staley, in my mind, was the last like. Call it bell cow back in this offense. Hardcore, man. Because Andy would give it to Deuce 30 times a game. Yes, he would. He, he was a three legit three down back. Absolutely. That, that's why he wanted his money, because he knew he was te- he knew he was getting beat up. He was he was being used like crazy, right? So yeah. then he went to and Pittsburgh. We, and- we won't talk about DeMarco Murray. 
Uh, in my mind, in my mind, the Chip Kelly era just never even happened. Well, like I won't even talk about guys that happened. That were well, good. you have except, to, except he did draft two Hall of Famers. Well, I was, That's the only all right, thing fair. Two Hall of Famers? Yeah, yeah. Who's Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz back to back? Zach Ertz the Hall of Famer? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I in fact I would say Zach Ertz is probably more. What? He's, what? He's closer to being a Hall of Famer than Lane Johnson. Seriously? If you look at Zach Ertz's numbers at this point in his career, wow. he's already a top five to eight tight end in NFL history. <laughs> wow. I know that pisses you off. You know how I feel yeah. about Zach. I like yeah. Zach, but. No yak Zach. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no yak Zach. Doesn't matter wow. if you get no yak when you get 120 catches. Right. Jesus. That's one thing he does do. Hall of Fame. Well, and Chip Kelly probably gave us the, I would say, the best first half of football in Philadelphia Eagles history against the Washington Redskins. Oh, wow. Remember that? They came out like oh, lightning bolts. Oh, wow. Everybody was calling. I remember the phone was blowing. Everything was blowing up. Like, are you watching this? It was insane. It was absolutely insane. Wait, oh, which game are you talking about? Are you talking about the 59 the, to... The first game. Against the Redskins. The, his, his preview game, uh, Monday Night Football okay, against the, the Redskins. The, so, the, the very first the, game. Yes, the Chip when, Kelly inaugural game. When they just went, 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 went. Yep. Okay. And it was just like, what the hell just happened? Right, I, I didn't know if you were talking about the Monday Night Massacre when they went down to Washington and they put up, like, I think it was 42 in the first half and they wound up winning the game, like, 59 to 28. That, that was the first game, wasn't it? No. Two totally different games. But they did play Washington. They played Washington right, right. Monday, was, on a Monday night I, I don't know how big the score was. I just remember that first half was just dominated. Right. And nobody knew what hit them. Right. That, that, that's all I remember. Yeah, so the the... The Monday Night Massacre in Washington was a Michael Vick game. Michael Vick, yes. Michael Vick, who's still talking out there, says Carson Wentz can never be good. Remember? Or, here. He, here can he, never he, he can never be good. He can never be good here. He's doomed, he's doomed in Philly. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Go yeah. slaughter another so, dog, you creep. Wait, no, the, <laughs> the game that you're talking about, though, was that a... Uh, it, it was Monday Night Football, I right, thought. But, no, I, no, I know which game you're right? talking about. Okay. Because it was the one where they just drove right down the field, like... And the Redskins couldn't substitute fast right, enough. Right, they had no idea what hit They were just running hurry L- up on London everything. London Fletcher. Was- <laughs> oh, right. yes, London Fletcher Baker. And I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to think, who was the quarterback? Was that a- that, that wasn't was Vic. Vic. Was it-, it was still Vic. The game I'll talk about was Vic. He started the season for Chip. Right? Yeah. Because then Foles came uh, in. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Foles because came uh, in and had 27-2. and two. Yeah, no, that's Oakland. No, because you know what? The Monday Night Massacre wasn't Chip. That was Andy. Yes. That was at the end of Andy. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's where I was getting confused. Okay. Right. Yeah, because was, that was... Uh, right, because that was Vic with Deshaun, Macklin, and Avant. and yes. Brent And Brent Selleck. Jason yeah. Avant. And McCoy. Yeah. Shady. Mm-hmm. That one, what, what an offense. Mm-hmm. Chip will be back. Yeah, we'll trade McCoy. Let's get rid of him. He's not good enough. Listen, there's a lot of understand. I, I'm not going to get into that right now because there's a lot of understand, you know, underlying circumstances with the Sean and Shady, mm-hmm. you know, with, with with the police department and things of that nature. The reason why I think they kind of threw Shady's him aside. A, Shady's a real good nickname for him. Yes, it definitely is. And is, are you saying he's not a really good human? Nah, I'm just saying, you know, you know, when when the, all those people broke into Deshaun's house and you know all that, there, they there had was, a key. Yeah, there, were, there, was, there was something <laughs> they, going on they, there. They yeah. broke into his house, yeah, yeah. but so they had a key. The culture to Chip needed to go bye-bye. But So that brings us to, obviously, it's Eagles Day this week. How do we beat the Cowboys? Dave, you said off air. You don't uh, you're going to throw me under, Oh, you, you did, right? But to <laughs> me, I'll, I'll give you my point. My point is this is Carson versus Zeke, right, in my opinion. I don't worry about that. What, I, what I'm saying is 
Zeke has killed us over the uh, over the years. He's killed us this season. Okay, so if we can't stop Zeke, we can't win. If Carson doesn't play well, we can't win. So to me, it's it's Carson versus Zeke. I I, I can't look at any other way. It's not Jason versus Doug. It's not the defense for no. It's Zeke Elliott, Carson Wentz. That's where the game is won, in my opinion. What about you guys? Okay, Mike. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I like it. Agree to, to disagree. To me, this is Miles Sanders versus Zeke. Really? Because the way that you're going to win the game is to keep the Dallas offense off the field. Off the field okay. And the way that you're going to do that is to be able to run the ball. Now, granted, a lot of this is going to be play calling. I was going to say, are you, are you confident that Doug is going to follow and, that logic? Fair point. Right? I agree with you. Though. But, you know, we just talked about it. Yep. If Miles Sanders gets 20 carries... If I'm Doug, I am basically trying to take the air out of the ball this week. I hope so. I I am looking for a 17-13 game. I want the ball last, and I want Miles Sanders to get 25 carries. But in order for that to happen, Carson's going to have to be crisp. He can't fumble the ball. No, no right? I agree. We, right? So, so, but no, I completely agree with so you. I'm, I'm as long pig- as Doug can listen to that. I want to piggyback off Mike. There, I hope he's listening a, to this show. There's a reason why you want to feed Miles Sanders the ball. Too. What's that do for you? Controls the clock and keeps their offense right, off like, the field. Right. And right? It, it also keeps the pass rush honest. Yeah. So A pass rush is going to go up against us without any late Johnson. Gonna, it's going to come down to right. Jim Schwartz. Oh, here we go. Stopping the number one offense in the NFL? The number one offense, which is crazy, but it does, is. Does, does anybody out there believe that they have the number one offense and they want to get rid of their head coach? By the stats. By the, by stats, the stats, they do. Yeah. If you look at stats, yep. they do. Yep. And Dak got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. We'll get into that later. Which, Even though I'm not a Dak guy. No, but that shouldn't but, have happened. No. But is that number one offense, is that total yardage or is that scoring? That's scoring. Number one scoring offense. I don't think it's, it's yardage. I think it's scoring. Because I think the Ravens might be yardage. I'm, okay. I'm, don't quote me on that. I don't it's know. one of the two. It, it, it's Ravens, Cowboys. It's either one has yardage, one has, See, one I, has points. I buy into the number one scoring offense. Right. I hate when someone is called the number one offense of because they've amassed the most yards. They don't get in the end zone, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, you can run up and down the field, up and down the field all you want. If you're kicking field goals all day, or in Dallas's case, missing field goals all day. Oh, that's going to come down. That's Kai be a Forbath. That's going Can to... Kai Forbath be the guy? <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. They cut Brett Maher and they bring in Kai Forbath. It's like you jumped out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> I wish they would. I wish they would have been able to to cut Meyer earlier or Brett Mayer or whatever the Maher, fuck name is. They got to do from Atlanta, which yeah. I think has the best name ever, Young Hoku. Young yeah. Hoku? That is an awesome name. On my I want that kicker on my – oh, he's on your fancy team? He was. You in the championship? No. They I got lost in the playoffs. Did you? Yeah. You know, it's funny. We bring about fancy. Miles Sanders, my 12-year-old, says, you know, I'm supposed to be the fancy guy, right? I'm going to I'm gonna interrogate myself here. But uh, I said, Dad, who should I start? Should I start Miles Sanders or Kareem Hunt? I say – you got to start Kareem Hunt, man. Play in Arizona. Don't start Miles Sanders. You just you don't know if he's going to get the ball enough. And what does he do? Yeah. We're watching the game. He's like, Dad, you were wrong. <laughs> you were and I'm wrong. like, yeah, I know I was wrong. All right, rub it in. Like, who knew Miles Sanders was going to have that kind of game? Uh, it's right? such a crapshoot. It is, you don't man. know. It's it a is. guess. So, it absolutely is. I was in a fantasy semifinal last week, and <laughs> I went up against Lamar Jackson and Miles Sanders. <laughs> wow. 
It doesn't even matter who the rest of his no, team was. It, it just it doesn't. It was Lamar Jackson and Miles Sanders. I let was me, done. Let me tell you something about that. It, you know, because I'm going to talk about my my buddy Tom, who is in my league. Okay, who is the luckiest son of a bitch I've ever met before in my life. <laughs> this dude can step in elephant shit every year. It just doesn't matter. So he goes on a whim. Now he has Carson Wentz, and he has oh, I forget his other Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. He starts Carson Wentz. He starts Miles Sanders. And he starts Kenyon Drake. Oh, it went off. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I looked at him. I was like, what told you to start Kenyon Drake? He's like, ah, I had a hunch. Stop. Yeah, right. Stop. He, like, again, luck. he just he just that's, sinks into it. Yeah, that's right. year. Wait, 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 hold on. I started Kenyon Drake. Did you? What told it was you to start Cleveland. Kenyon? Yeah, but you don't even know. Because know. here's here's why. Here's why. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly and why. And I like the Drake. Because Arizona was trying not to get Kyler Murray killed at the end of the year. So they're leaning heavily on the run. David Johnson is iffy. Which is crazy. Chase Edmonds is iffy. Basically, their entire quote-unquote healthy offense was Kenyon Drake. But four touchdowns, Kenyon Drake? Yeah, it's Cleveland. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line. Anybody you have going against Cleveland, when Cleveland's on the road, you start them. It's crazy. When's Cleveland ever going to get better? Never. Never. <laughs> not under Freddie Kitchens. Not, no, Freddie he's Kitchens. definitely done. Not actually. Maybe not ever. Uh, Tony, let me. Let me. Uh, let sure, me, David. Yeah. Uh, ask Mike a question. Sure. Here. I want to. I want to give credit to Tony on this. Uh oh. But I wanted to see. Since Mike, you're new anyway to this particular forum. Okay. Lamar, well, Lamar, not, just to our forum. Our forum. <laughs> our forum. Yes. Lamar Jackson in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. or drafted even better still. Have you? Did you foresee anything like this from no. this young man? Absolutely not. Would you? Would you have? Would you have picked Jigsaw to to do such a thing in this league? No. Me neither. I thought. Me neither. I thought he was going to be a guy who would get drafted second or third round, who was probably going to sit for two years, mm-hmm. and then wind up getting traded to a team that was in desperate need of a quarterback, and he would develop on field. So, and and I I thought he could become a serviceable NFL quarterback. Yeah, I never thought he'd be putting up these kind of numbers. You said a lot more eloquently than I ever could. I said he's a gadget guy, and he's going to get hurt. Tony, on the other hand, to give him credit, picked him to possibly in the beginning of the year said could, could possibly be the MVP of the league. Well, at the beginning of this year, yes. Okay, I do believe that the sample size that we saw from him last year was enough to possibly plant that seed. <clears throat> I'm kind of giving you my what did I think of him coming out of Louisville? Overall, overall, yeah, that's fair. Now, yeah. it, I will say my opinion of him changed pretty drastically between when he was drafted or as we. Saw on ESPN, not drafted, mm-hmm. sitting in the green room, like Aaron Rodgers, crying on his mom's shoulder. Yeah, uh-huh. but um, my opinion of him changed pretty dramatically from the draft to the end of last year. Yeah, and I I thought there was a really good possibility that he'd put up some big numbers this year, but I didn't think he was going to do anything close to what uh, I specifically right said, David, yeah. that he will be. The Patrick Mahomes of last year. Yeah, you did. And I did say it. Yes, and did. God damn it, Jigsaw right. was right. You're right. But no, no, listen. I'll tell you what. I'm not always right. But it was just, 
everything that I read, everything that I watched, it was the Mark Ingram signing. It was the working on the mechanics in the offseason. It was John Harbaugh getting him watching more game film, understanding how to read a defense. Everything I was reading about it was like, yo, this kid has the tools. He has talent. He just needs to kind of put it all together. And I'll tell you what, John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the NFL. We all know that. We're very familiar with him. So that's what brought me to that logic. He's coach of the year. In a year and a half – he changed his whole offensive philosophy from from the, the the most opposite quarterback in the world in Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson. Has three tight ends that can all ca- block, catch, yep. run. Um, they're they're exciting. They're fun to watch. Lamar Jackson, listen to him to talk. He's fun. But yes, see, he is. see now, but where you guys are at right now, this is the reason why I thought that he could put up numbers, but not necessarily be the call it explosive guy that we're seeing because they went out and they signed Mark Ingram. Right. They already had Gus Edwards. Yep. They had three tight ends. I was seeing this as run, 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 run. This is going to be an offense that matriculates its way down the field. Like Jamal Lewis. Yeah. That they're going to just grind it out. And when the safeties get sucked up, then he's going to go over the top to Hollywood Brown. Mm -hmm. But he's not going to have to be a precision passer He's just going to drop back and throw it as far as he can and have Hollywood Brown run under it and see what happens. Right. They have done some things with this offense that I, I, I will give them a lot of credit. They found the way to get the most out of him, and they're extending the field with tight ends, which really the only teams that you see do that right now are the Chiefs and the Eagles mm-hmm. with Kelsey and then Ertz yep. and now the Ravens. You're right. Well, but but are you putting the pieces together here? What's that? What what are the pieces? The Chiefs. Oh, I, the Eagles. All all, all contenders. No, well, all the same people. Oh, exactly. oh, you're talking about the tree. John the Har- tree. John Harbaugh's Absolute, part of that coaching. That coaching tree. tree. Yep, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I love John Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I, I do. He's a good well, guy. He's I, co- I like coach him. of the year, and the kid's the MVP. Yeah. I mean that that's it's pretty impressive watching it happen. I would have never guessed it. I I, I still think that his style is not long-lasting in the NFL. No, and it won't be. He, he will have to dial down the run yeah. quite a bit. Which his legs make him that more effective. Yeah. And, and and I said this off the air before. He's the closest thing to Randall Cunningham that I've ever seen. People compare Mike Vick. He is better than Mike Vick. Oh, without uh, a doubt. I agree. He, he His his ability to... The Mike Vick experience. He's he's his ability to take hits. Randall Cunningham was. And people might not know this. The younger people that listen to us, uh, Randall Cunningham was a really tough guy. He got he got clobbered a lot and just kept showing up and and making plays with his legs and his arm. Well, but when Randall got hit, it was because he stayed in the pocket too long. Too long. Well, when that's Ran- when he got hurt, right? Definitely. When Randall ran, Randall had this like Gumby esque ability to. <laughs> sort of bend around hits. And he didn't take a lot of, like, nasty open field hits. Not the way that Vic did. Right. And And Lamar, I mean, we'll see. Lamar is the closest thing that I've seen in in watching the NFL to to Randall. Randall was dubbed the ultimate weapon for a reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he was The ultimate weapon. Yep. Yep. He was phenomenal. And this kid is a lot like him. Well, that brings me to my question. Okay, there were six Pro Bowl quarterbacks selected tonight. And on Sports Center, because I like to give credit to people, they posted what pro. Uh, right, I like that, Rich Eisen. Uh, 
Uh, or I, actually SVP, which I really like listening to Scott Van Pelt. I like SVP. Uh, I'm a big fan. I like him. I'm, but, a, I'm a Stanford Steve uh, guy. But, uh, you know. Okay, I like it. So what Pro Bowl quarterback would you choose with two minutes on the clock down six points? Would it be Lamar, Russell, AR, Deshaun, Patrick, or Drew? Who are you taking? Who's your guy to lead you to the promised land? Dave, who you got? You're, you're, easy. Uh, is it? Yeah, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I'll sign him up every day of the week. He's, that's the simple question for me. Uh, how about you, Mike? Oh, come on. This, this to me, is a no-brainer. Uh, I think it is. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what? Because he only has to get to the 50, and then he's going to complete a Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> like the, guy, to Richard Rodgers in Detroit. Seriously, this guy has a better completion percentage on Hail Marys than any quarterback in the history of the NFL. It's ridiculous. It really is, and I, I'm I'm half kidding about that, but it, but it's still Rodgers. I mean, mm. Rodgers could be having one of his worst games of the season. You give him the ball two minutes and eighty yards to go, he's going to put the ball in the end zone. See, I go Russell Wilson all day. I love that. There's three different I, picks here. I, I do. I great. go Russell Wilson all day because I've watched it, and I as I agree with you, Mike, and I agree with you, Dave, and I and I and I agree with the logic behind it. Obviously. We're all talking about Hall of Fame quarterbacks here. Well, not, it's, right? I, I was going to say it's interesting yeah. though that the three no. the three names on the list: Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that nobody took. They're all young guys. Young guys. They're all mobile guys. They're, but right, well, but Ross young, is a mobile guy, but young and experienced yeah. haven't yep. haven't had a whole lot of those two minute nuts on the line. You're right. Go win a game drives. No, Russell, you're absolutely Russell right. Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winner. Right, Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl winner. Drew Brees, Super Bowl winner. Well, how can we not pick those guys? And kudos to Drew Brees for 541 touchdowns, man. Drew Brees, I got to add that. Drew Brees, wow. did you just see the skit? Uh, somebody, it's not When a you skit. play for 7,000 years. Yeah, but when you think about it, I mean. He's a small guy. His work ethic. Dude, I was watching in Purdue when I was at diapers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm 48. Yeah. He was and awesome to, in Purdue. And to think, though, that, that he may never with that shoulder, but it never even played. Oh, that was the sickest. It was stuck. That's crazy. In an upright position. It That's was crazy. crazy. Yeah. So they just did. Uh, one of his teammates filled him, filmed him after practice. You guys catch this? It was it was on my Facebook feed. Yeah, it was uh, Reggie Bush. That filmed him? Reggie Bush was visiting the facility and filmed it. I saw what you were talking about. Phenomenal. What like, was if you want to show, If you want to show any high school athlete, whatever, somebody that you think is uh, – potentially a great athlete. Drew Brees is by himself, and, 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 and it was, thank you, Mike, mm-hmm. Reggie Bush is filming him. So all you see is from far away. It's in the, from from in the, 100 yards away. It's in their indoor really? facility, okay. and you see Drew Brees is back, and, his, and, and he's facing the end zone. And it looks like he's talking to somebody. There's no one there. He's mimicking his plays. He's going through the cadence. He's going through his footwork. He's, throwing, he's going through his progressions all on air. No one really? else is there. He's Nothing. actually he's actually going through his throwing motion, like his pump fakes and everything like he, that. He was basically shadow boxing. Wow. His his entire forty, 40 years old. Yeah. Forty five minutes after practice, no one was in the facility. True professional. Well, Reggie Bush says that this is what the guy does. Re- Reggie Bush is visiting the facility, and he goes in, and he's you know he he's shooting Drew Brees from the entire opposite end of the field, and Reggie takes the camera. And he pans around the entire facility. To show that sound. And he says, there's literally no one else in the facility right now except for Drew. And this is what it takes to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he goes back to Breeze. And Breeze is 
at the 15-yard line at the other end going through red zone progressions in his mind. See, that's and that's the problem, and, and I don't want to stereotype this because, I, I, you know, I'm, sometimes I say things that get a little taken out of hand, out of context, but I think that's the problem, and Dave, you probably know more than either of us because you coach younger kids. I think that's a problem with today's society because I don't think they all have that. You know, I don't think, you know, you see the talent. You see the raw ability. But a lot of these kids, they don't want to work like that. They, they, they Or they don't think they need to do that, I should say. And, you know, and, and you know, and, and that's a big flaw right now. It, it is. I mean, you watch it. I think that's why you don't see the longevity in sports that you normally did, like a Drew Brees playing, like Mike said, forever. I mean, you, you, you just don't see it anymore. Um, my, my opinion of that is that, that that's – Drew Brees is an atypical personality. Like those guys run Fortune 500 companies. They're they're the top doctors in the world. They're you know, 32 teams. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Not every every quarterback is elite quarterback. Right. That position in sports is the hardest position out there, in my opinion. NFL quarterback is the toughest position out of any professional sport, and and Drew Brees has mastered it at six foot tall. Well, let me let me stop you for a second because I'm totally on the same page as you. Well, what I would like to add is that in my mind, when we were younger, when we were in high school and college, starting quarterback was always one of the smartest guys on the team. Now you see the starting quarterback may not necessarily be the smartest guy on the team, but he might be the most athletic. James Winston. I mean, I, I'm not even going to name names. I'm just James saying. James Winston's not the most athletic. No, I mean, no, he's not the smartest either. He, he's <laughs> not, not. But I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, just you know, calling calling the amount of high school and college games that I do, I've seen quarterbacks that couldn't spell cat if you spotted them the C and the T, mm. but they're running an offense because they're the most athletic guy on the field. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And and that has gone that, makes sense. that it has gone away like so I had a young player who now he's he's a successful coach runs his own quarterback camps and everything else and uh, this was going back to when I coached at Carnot Dockerty and I said to this young man um, I said do you want to be Randall Cunningham when it was the Vikings or do you want to be Randy Moss because he had potential to be either and we had another kid play quarterback who was a better facilitator and this kid went out to wide receiver and, and had a, a, a nice career wide receiver but he was way better athlete than the kid playing quarterback so but I think in today's coaching world that would have never happened they would have put the athlete to piggyback off of you Mike to, to, that they would have put the athlete at quarterback that definitely, that definitely makes sense but my style of thinking is opposite. I don't. I wouldn't do that. I'm putting the athlete in a position. I, I want him in open space, and I want to get the kid that's going to make the right decision and see the open space and throw it to the right guy. I want my quarterback to facilitate the ball like a point guard in basketball. I don't need him to be the slasher in basketball and scoring and dribbling. You know what I mean? I, I want everybody involved. And, and in today's offense, a lot of that, you look at Lamar, it's – kind of opposite well and that's i was going to say i think fundamentally it's a problem with the way a lot of coaches look at offense these days because they would rather put their best athlete in shotgun snap him the ball and tell him okay you go find the open space whereas to your point 10 12 15 years ago you'd put that best athlete in space Mm -hmm. And trust someone to get him the ball. Yes. And I think what's happening is that trust factor of being able to get a 
five foot ten, maybe not the best athlete, but who's got a good arm and and a brain in his head. They don't trust him to get the ball to your athletes in space right. the way they used to. Yep. So now it's just put your athlete under center. Well, not under center, but yeah. behind the line yeah. of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is there a high school team in the country anymore that doesn't run a spread offense? Run spread offense? Yeah, I don't know. Or, I, I, or, or, you know, at the very least, you know, have a quarterback come up and take snaps from under center? Uh, it's, it's, it, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. So you you said earlier you went to uh, Army Navy game you you go watch the Navy and they run like the triple option stuff oh yeah <laughs> crazy which is unbelievable like they go up against Notre Dame and <gasps> stuff like that with a hundred eighty pound lineman uh, Navy does but but here's the thing but they'll run the triple option yeah. but they'll run it out of shotgun yeah. or pistol yeah 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 they do it out pistol yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, so it's like they're they're still putting you know they're taking away that that opportunity for a turnover. By allowing the snap to come back instead of them having to take yeah. the snap. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I was I, never a quarterback, so I have no clue. To me, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a there's a lot wrong with offense today that oh, I could yeah. go into. That Definitely. Just, but to go back to Drew Brees. Yeah. Five six foot. Yep. You know that work ethic is the reason why he throws for five thousand yards. No doubt. For the last what? How many years? In 13 years, he, he's at, it's ridiculous what he's averaged over 13 years as a saint. Yeah. He's been a saint for 13 years, since 2006. Wow. There was a throw in that game Monday night that he made to the tight end. To uh, Josh Hill. No, no, or, no. Or, or was that the one to taste on Hill? No, it was to, why am I blanking on his name, Watson? Oh, Ben Watson. So he made a throw to Ben Watson. Not only was Watson not out of his break yet, he was two yards from getting into his break. <laughs> and Breeze just, Crazy. he threw it to a spot, and he threw it with enough air under it that he knew Watson will get to his spot, he'll make his break, he'll cut out, and by the time he cuts out, the ball will be there. It's amazing. It's It was just, it's, and he, he's like a scientist. Yeah, and he, he didn't know, like he had Marcus Colston. Yeah, for years. Yeah, you're I mean, right. I mean, no, now, no, now no, he has I'm Michael not, Thomas. Now, right? He but, never but he, had him, and he had Thomas. Jimmy Graham. Right when Jimmy Graham was, well, he turned Marcus Colston. He turned Marcus Colston into a borderline Hall of Famer, seventh round pick too. Yeah. Marcus Colston. It's crazy. Right. You know that big football school up there in New York. Crazy. Marcus Colston and Wayne Krebet. Yeah, I can't name yeah. you another Hofstra grad other than Wayne Krebet. There Very you good. go. Yeah, love it as a name. But yo, we got a date because we're out of time. Uh, no, you're up against it. Now you got it. We got, we're we're cool. Go ahead, man. Finish up. I don't know what I was going to say. Ah, uh, come on. Did I stifle you? No, there? D- Drew Brees is just he's he's like Tom Brady. He's like Joe Montana. I mean, he Drew Brees, but he doesn't get the same recognition. That's I think we could all agree on that. He does, but he should. Yeah, oh, I I think he should, but I you don't hear him talk in the same sentences as a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady or Joe. He's not talking that same. It's that same. Great task. He's that's, really not. That's because of being in New Orleans, in my opinion. It, probably, and probably, or is it because he doesn't have the multiple Super Bowls? Well, that could be it too. You know, because they always want to talk about rings. So, yeah. could yeah. be it too. But uh, we're gonna wrap this up. I, I dude, there's so much stuff we I never even got to. But that's game, okay. Game I prediction. Like I love it. Game prediction. That's end with predictions. So I'm I'm gonna go Eagles win. 
I know Dave, you're not going to agree with this, but I think it's going to be a, a not a low scoring game. A high, it's going to be in between. I'm going to go 24-20 Eagles. That's my prediction. 21-17 Birds. I like it. Four point spread. Mm-hmm. I think it's at three and a half right now, too, if I'm not mistaken. Go ahead, Dave. What you got, buddy? Ah, oh, he's going to be a downer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. Four ten Dallas. Thirty four ten. I'll tell you what. They're riding if it's thirty four ten because they blew the doors off of us last in the beginning of the year. Even though it was in Big D, that can't happen. And if I got to watch Jerry Jones's smug face, high five in his son <laughs> in that box, I'm coming after you in Dave. our stadium. Uh, in our stadium. Listen, I don't want him to win. I don't. I don't want him to win. Oh, man. I got to tell you guys a story on the about the Giants game after we go off the air. Oh, I like it. This is a good one. Is it, is it a good off-the-air story? I mean, it could be on the air, but we don't have enough time. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it off-air. And if it's that exciting, the next time we can get Mike to hop back on, we can, we can re-air it. But listen, uh, Dave, again, Mike, I appreciate you for being uh, on. Thank you for having me, guys. Awesome. It was a blast. Uh, you know, I mean, it was a fun time. Hopefully, you never know what the future holds. We get Mike on a little more. Uh, in January. I don't think we're going to have a show next week. Merry Christmas to everybody because I know I sure as hell ain't recording not next week. So, And I think the following week is uh, was New Year's Day fall on. That fall on a Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Man, we might be like two weeks off. I don't know. That's okay. We'll start something fresh and big in the beginning of the year. Who knows? Uh, but again, thanks for listening, everybody. You know where to get us. You know where to subscribe. You know where to rate. Uh, for your host, Tony Cotillo, Jigsaw, at Ticatello23. Uh, for Dave Dixon, at Coach Dixon365. I will get this right. Uh, Mike Mataraki, at Big Mikey Smalls on Twitter. With a Z. Right? With a Z. I like that because I like the Z. Roger, react, baby. But, you know, if you can, make sure you check us out. Give us a review. iTunes, Speaker, Google Play. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa to all the holidays. Everybody have a safe one. Go Birds! Peace. I'm doing what I want.